welcome to Gender Nebulous 13. And this week, well, I mean, I don't know where to start. It's been a busy week this week. With it certainly has. But, and I'm just getting over a bit of a hangover from last night's debacle. Wow, what were you doing last okay. night? Uh, well, we had the Gender Nebulous Christmas party, oh, didn't we? Your... The Gender Nebulous Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to well, like parties. We had a nice meal, didn't we? And we did. Lunch. It was nice. We went to the cherry tree, didn't cherry we? Tree. Black Rod. Mm, very nice. Very, very. We, I think we discovered service. a new word, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I I kept saying book and Uber. Book and Uber. <laughs> that's a that's a word now. <laughs> So Uber down way there yeah, and back. Good. It was very good. The food was quite tasty, and it was. A, I have to say, the bill was a little more than we expected. I think it was the drinks because we had the drinks. Cocktails. Yeah, we had like four really nice martini espresso cocktail thingies, didn't we? And then uh, we had um, a bottle of wine. Wine and what did I have? Uh, I can't remember. I think I was pissed by the time I started. What did you eating. have you had a lamb chop thing. I can't remember, honestly. I'm not. It was on top on your plate. I remember <laughs> I'll that. Look at the re- I'll have to look at the receipt to find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you um, took the receipt. You're going to put a claim in. Yeah. Get me NHS discount. Get the NHS to pay for it. <laughs> but no, I don't. I mean, it's, it was a little treat for us. You know, I don't go eat, don't eat out very much. You know, it's like it was. Yeah, it's once it in a while. Expect- it's not like we do it every night. You know? A little luxury. You know, yeah. now and again is the, is uh, you know the spice of life, whatever. But anyway, and and, and it made me feel a lot better because it, it's been quite a rough week. You know, like I, I, there's been a lot of shit going on. Yeah. So you know, with Twitter and and me, I'll talk about this when we start talking about the topics. But you know, with Twitter Spaces and certain people who I really shouldn't really be getting involved with, I don't think, and it's had a negative effect on me. And it's like I was, you know, it was like one of them things, you know, where you dread looking at your phone and checking Twitter just in yeah, case. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a Twitter space. It was pretty awful, wasn't it? It wasn't wasn't a nice one. Yeah, so we'll get on to that. We'll get on to that in a minute. What else have we happened at the weekend? Well, uh, well, I've had a bit of a shitty week, really. It's been a difficult week due to all the weird stuff happening on Twitter. And I'm sure everybody's aware of what that was. Um, that's our first topic that we're going to talk about. Um, we're not going to mention any names, but if you've been following the story, you will know exactly who, what we're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Well, there was an article, let's yeah. just say this, about trans, I call it transmedicalism. It's about this idea that there's a uh, a biological root or a biological validation kind of thing of being trans, like you could find you could you could have an undisputed argument that's a biological basis for for um, trans identity. So it's I mean it's a dangerous path because it is. You know I don't think well, well the response to the article was was obvious wasn't it? Because well the article never got published. There was a tweet saying it was going to get published, and then there was a another tweet saying we're not going to publish it. And but we are. You see, I'm going to say it was um, translucent that that put because I'm not. I mean, I can't. We can't talk about it and not mention. No, that. I mean, we're supposed we to be doing a podcast where we talk about the news, and this was in the Twitter Twitter World News. So yeah, yeah. and people know that we've worked in the past with yep. uh, what was called Steph's Place. So you know, we, we have to talk about it because I just felt like it was really badly. Um, Could have been handled better. 
Let's the way it, it was, well, the way it was posited, it was like we've got this exciting new, um, and ex, you know, like it, like and they, they're going to tease it. They're not going to tell us what it is, but they're going to wait a week. And I was like, why do that? Just yeah. I mean, I, the, the problem I had with it, with it, you know, they're trying to put it out as a, as a kind of a, like a scoop. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm puffing it up into something that it's probably not. Um, that well, was my big, problem. For me, the bigger picture is this idea that there's a, a biological, like, because in all the arguments with people who are anti-trans, they claim biology as the, the proof of, I was going to say proof of purchase, <laughs> uh, proof of concept. So um, it's like, you know, that famous bit with Robert, is it Dr. Robert Winston when he was on Question Time and he said, um, sex is in every cell of your body. Mm. Sex is immutable. Kind of that the whole turfy argument is kind of built around that. But that's not our argument. But that's not what we. That's not the case we state for having the the rights that we have. It's it's based on something else because like non-binary, we know transness. I call it transness. I know that's not very scientific, but it exists on a spectrum, and. Like you could be completely identified as female legally, protected in law, but have no surgeries, have no, you know, just not presenting any particular. It's not about how you look, is it? You know, no. so it's it's not about the it's not about the it's about what's going on inside physicality. I, I mean, you know, these... you know, it was it was it was supposed to be a scientific publication that demonstrates that being trans is a biological condition. You know, it sounds very much like transmedicalism, um, which is yeah. not not the thing we should be really going down that road. I don't I don't believe yeah. I've got to say I've got to say first before we get into some of these topics that are quite heavy, I'm this gonna is take these off because it's hard to talk seriously when you've got these things dangling in your in your periphery. Yeah, a bit of a distraction. I did I did I did wanna, you know I, Yeah, happy new queer. Or happy yeah. queer, yeah. Happy New Year, queer. It's it's New Year's to some cultures somewhere, so don't be coming at me with the too soon. Right? <laughs> um, so, so you know the, is... the the thing with this medical thing, you know, is is it's going down the path of, of you're not trans enough unless you meet these medical standards. You know, we don't. I don't need a test to prove who I am. Even if there was a test that proved who I am, I wouldn't take it because I know who I am. You know, so I don't well, need that. Like... I don't need that medical kind of proof of my identity i don't there need used it used to be a lot there used to be a lot of talking i mean you don't hear it so much now but this idea of a gay gene as if that would yeah i mean that's that would legitimize your lifestyle because it's like well the, the get, being gay obviously uh, it, it's about your sex attraction right we get that bit but there's a lot more going on in somebody's life of you know the way they express themselves their yeah. interactions with people and it's it's not like it's not, I don't I think I think if there was a, a gene for that they would have found it or they would have they would and if you do find it what do you do with that information yeah what are you going to do with that once you've found it then it's, that's it's, then it's, all the kind of negative things start to come around like okay we found this yeah, yeah. we found this no now we've got to find a cure and then there's abortions mm. and then there's you know oh you can't mm. do this because you didn't pass the test it's, it's yeah, ridiculous you, it's madness I, mean, I had heard it talked about you know in various kind of scientific settings like on, on certain radio programs where they talk about genetics and stuff if if parents could edit the gene or see that the gene 
would turn somebody trans or gay or disabled or whatever would lead to what the whatever the parents dislike or might find difficult or they would edit it out and i think yeah. well that's eugenics <laughs> it's it is that's what, it's where it's going it's a damn dark path and you know but you see i don't really I, the whole idea of being legitimately and validated uh, i don't buy that i don't need that i just no. need to be who i am you know whatever that is i don't really know what it took me a long time to figure it, it out you know it's based, I don't on, want somebody... it's based on how you feel on the inside i mean it doesn't matter what yeah. colors you wear, you wear makeup or not or how you look it's all based on your mm -hmm. feelings and your identity about yourself i mean it's you know you shouldn't yeah, have I'm to just... prove it in any way well, I was thinking, you know, if, if I could get a receipt from a, a doctor that says, yes, you're definitely trans, on your way now. <laughs> it wouldn't change anything about my life, would it? And as a, as a thought experiment, you know, we can edit genes. We know that that is possible now. So imagine if I could edit my chromosome to be uh, XX instead of XY. What would it change about me? Fuck Nothing. all. I'm still the same mass of flesh. You know, and I we wake up in the morning and we dress that flesh and we reboot our imaginations and minds and exactly. we that's what happens and it's that bit that's important. It's not I mean it's all biology thing is bollocks, isn't it? So you know, had this had this um publication been been of any value, I mean it should be it should be published through the normal scientific medical publications with peer reviews. I mean, that's how these things yeah, are normally put out. You don't well, need to kind of make it into a scoop on Twitter. And say we found well, this amazing thing. I mean, it's, uh, it was just the wrong way of doing it. Anyway, I think we've, I know, we've but, said enough. Yeah, I just, I just say I know, just to add to that, like it was people on Twitter that really were the peers reviewing, <laughs> and they said, "Look, yeah. this is this. Is, I mean, we don't we don't know what it is, but whatever it is, if you, if it's what you say it's going to be, then we don't want it. And and you know, put it out. We can fairly criticize it. I mean, if it had but, been put out as here's an article." We, we we we're not we're not saying we agree with it would you like your opinion on it it's just for opinion and we can discuss it like you know in a sensible way i mean that would have been totally different vibe to it but it was kind of pushed out as you know this is this is some revelation and it wasn't yeah well it's not a revelation it's, anyway it's a less than what I well, it's, it turned out to be a disaster didn't it and it was a disaster we, yeah. when we know why right so, i mean the, the other thing <laughs> I mean, I think I think I should state this is that I kind of I've 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 made it known that I'm you know no longer associated. Uh, you know, I've kind of reiterated my kind of you know independence from it now. So I don't know how you feel about that, Frida. But well, you know, I this podcast really... is independent from all other organisations, and that's the way it's going to stay. You well, know, we'll we collaborate, were, really. we collaborate, but we're not we're not we don't answer to any other organisation. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I thought being part of a group would be more powerful because, you know, it's a yeah. singular voice on Twitter. You, yeah. you, you very, very. You, but if you're part of a group of people that has a sit down and a meeting and say, "Look, we want to draw focus to this. We want we want this to be a positive thing. We want," and, and that wasn't happening anyway. So I thought, well, you know, it's, yeah. it was a tricky one, but I mean, you did the right thing, I think. And it, you know, we, we'll move on from it. We'll move on, <laughs> and, and hopefully, people. No hard feelings. Learn from it but, you know yeah. we're all flawed we all make mistakes it's about how you it's about how you deal with the mistake i think that but i think i think the thing i've learned from that is that you you do need to kind of maintain your your kind of autonomy independence yeah you know whilst you whilst you collaborate with people at the same time so yeah i think that's important mm.
Anyway, so next one on our list here today, the mental health charity Samaritans has been reported Mm. to the Charity Commission for the only reason that they were showing support to trans people uh, because, you know, there's a high risk of suicide amongst trans people. Um, I think we spoke about this last week a little bit because we were talking about Baroness Nicholson attacking them with a treat that she put out. And now there's been a there's been a bit of a been a bit of a pile on and they've been reported to the commission. And the commission has come out and said we are assessing the information to determine whether there's a role for the commission in this matter. So, you know, it's it's a bit like, you know, when trans people say something on Twitter, they get piled on by turfs. I mean, this is seems to have happened to this charity, Samaritans. I mean, it's happened to mermaids, it's happened to charities. So anybody who's talking positively about trans people has been attacked mercifully, mercilessly on Twitter, you know. Well, this is the, this is the culture that they've created, where they've got yeah. this like bata- battalion of little attack dogs, and when one of the well-known gender criticals makes a tweet saying, "You know, Samaritans are doing this, whatever," they'll they'll pile on and they'll draft off emails to to organisations and say they disagree with something they're doing. Mm. I don't actually know what they're actually disagreeing with. Are they saying that trans people shouldn't seek help with suicide prevention? Is that, it was, all, it was all around, like, the numbers. I think they were disagreeing on the numbers. And, you know, we we put out the um, the link to an article that was in Reuters last week that, that actually had a report with the numbers, and Samaritans were perfectly correct in what they were saying. You know, so it's just like, I think, I think this has all started with the Baroness, you know Nicholson attacking them, and it's kind of it's kind of snowballed from there. Well, if you don't know, I mean, but this Baroness Nicholson is very well known to J.K. Rowling, and she's been pictured with her, and she's one of the people. She's very so, you know, ultra conservative, you know, traditional though kind of, you know, she she has no concept of what it is to be trans. If you watch interviews with her, she just talks about oh, they're they're on a lot of drugs and mm. you know their minds have been warped by gender ideology. It's like it's just it's like you know, you live in what bubble do these baronesses live in? But you know, it's like they live in their own little worlds, don't they? And Twitter's yeah. just amplified these people because they've got the name the title Baroness. So somebody who's, I mean, they, they, they're in the corridors of power, these people. So they'll be amplified and people will attach themselves to them because they think they're going to, the, the, so their cause will be uh, driven on because there's somebody in yeah. power supporting it. Did you see the other Baroness we were talking about last week? Baroness, uh, was it Hussey? Hussey, or was it, no, no, it was Hussey. I think the, was that the one that made the mistake at the palace with the charity? Well, Baroness Hussey, the, it was the one that asked the lady, where are you from? And yeah. kept so she's, saying, where are you really from? And well, all she's this. invited her back into the palace and apologised now. Did you see oh, that? Yeah, I, mean, I did, yeah. And it was like, well, it's up to the lady. In yeah, the I mean, was it a genuine it, apology? I don't know, but I guess... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what went on there, and we'll probably never know, but it doesn't no. stop what happened from being wrong. And, well, it no, doesn't, and, it, it doesn't. and all that all that's happened really is we've found out about it because in most situations the, the black lady wouldn't speak up and would probably just go off in silence and go and complain about it to her best mate and it would not go no further because these people have power you know if you if you're going if, you, if you're going into the palace it's like already there's a 
Well, disparity of why power. Is, why is she still in well, the you, palace? Gotta... I thought she'd, she'd stepped down, but she still seems to be in the palace. What's going on there? Oh, sod the palace, burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think that that story. With, I mean, this is a different story. The one with the yeah. Baroness Nicholson. I'm, I'm losing track of all these crackpot so Baronesses. It's like, where, why, do we, why do we tolerate this nonsense all the time? There's like so many of them, and they are, we, these are the just these are ones we hear about, and we hear about them when they do something stupid, and they're doing stupid things all the time. It's not an isolated incident. This is how they talk all the time, and the only the reason it's news is because they've been called out on it once. It's like they'll oh, never mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, how many other how many other cases are there that we don't know about? Probably loads. Yeah, exactly. It goes, it's it's not Baroness's individually that are the problem. It's the system that it's the system that creates the, them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, the pyra- it's the pyramid of it's the power. You know, you know, this power people behind it. It's 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 insidious, and it needs. I mean, what can you do? You know, this is British. This is British class system. So I think we need is. to. I think we need to get rid of the House of Lords. This is my opinion. We, it needs to be an elected House, um, an elected mm. chamber. I don't believe. You know. You see, I don't agree with that. Well, I do. House well, of Lords the, stuff. I mean, they're not. They're not elected. They need to be elected, in my opinion. I want to get rid of the House of Commons. I well, want to get rid of the... that. <laughs> I want to get rid of no, centralized government. I want I want government to be lo- like everything is so Westminster centric, you know, it's like and it's weird. It's like these buildings, it's like go this this is another thing about the whole JK Rowling thing, Harry Potter. Because those buildings, everything about it, it's very that Englishness. It's about those there's kind a, of palatial. There's a comment we just got power. from Plankton. Oh, that's Roger. Roger, Hello, Roger. yeah, Roger. Hello, Roger. It says the the only important Baron is Baron Greenback. <laughs> that danger mouse. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah. Rams Chief. Anyway. <laughs> that might be an obscure reference. I don't yeah, know. I think it was. Yeah, so so yeah, I agree with that. Bloody Baroness, Barons, bloody lords, duchesses, duchy. I mean, it goes on forever, Marky. Have, have you been watching the Harry Megan? videos yeah this this is really interesting there i've watched the first three i started watching the fourth one and i fell asleep are you ready for my theory about this right you know you've got the crown now that the tv series i don't watch it but go on yeah well well what's happened is people are really enthralled by this because it's it's massive the crown people love it because it's a drama and it's about a drama of people that are actually a family that is still in a seat of power and it's that's why it's interesting so the royal family have had things exposed I mean, some of it's some of it's dramatized but that doesn't matter to the people watching so what they want to do the, the royal families want to control the narrative again the way to do it is to turn the palace into its own drama series so if you have two rival houses if you have the harry and Meghan house and if you have the kate and william house the public will start watching the royal family again like dallas isn't it it's like dallas well, or... yeah, but, but but they can control the, through the press through everything they'll, they'll have had a meeting and say look this is how we're going to handle this now that's a bit i mean this is me that's my theory i don't know if it's true but it's a good it would be if, if i was in pr if good i was idea. working for the royal family this is what I would say to them to do, create the narrative, become 
the reality TV show become the crown and nobody will care about the crown anymore. They'll be watching the royal family. And that's what I think that's what it's all about. And the papers know they need a lot of they need a lot of sustenance from royal uh, events and things like that because it, it's 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 always been. The I mean, they're, they're pretty the much family. doing that anyway, though, aren't they? I mean, look look what happened. You know, with Prince Andrew and well, you know, he's the villain. Yeah, that, I mean, that, and, then, and then you've got. Harry I mean, and I'm Meghan, not. I'm not right? suggesting. I'm not suggesting for one minute that the whole thing is invented <laughs> to be a drama. And that, I mean, that was. I mean, how how anybody even tolerates the sight of Prince Andrew? I think the funeral of the Queen was the last time you'll ever see him in public. I think there's. I think there's some show coming out. On Boxing Day about Prince Andrew. Have you seen the adverts on TV for that? I can't remember what it's called, but it looks hilarious. Well, I mean, there's... It's, see, there's every, I think everybody would love to know what happened with Epstein and all that and get a oh, definitive thing, but no. there's just so much money sloshing around. They can buy people off. And, and it, that's what's happened, really, isn't it? And it, all the witnesses, all the women that were abused, and anybody that's going to come forward. Well, I mean, the pay, say, that payment was made. Is that an admission of? Is that a, an admission of guilt? I'm not sure, but it feels very much like what. Well, they'll say it's damage limitation. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, that's that's why it went to American courts because in America the law is. Well, they wouldn't do anything different. about it in this country. The, the police investigated it and decided not to do anything with it. Exactly because the, the the police are because part it's, of too, the it's too part of the system, aren't they? But I, but I was thinking that you know when the Queen, well, I remember I was, I was watching the Queen's funeral with my mum, and we watched that moment when the Queen went down into the. It was like a really weird, emotional thing of seeing this coffin sink into the floor of a churchyard, mm. uh, not a yard. The, the um, what do you call it? The, the altar. Yeah. And I said to, I looked to my mum and I said, "That's it. Now all the secrets are buried with her." Yeah. And that was it. Crypt. Yeah, in the crypt, they crept in the crypt, crapped and crept out again. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, when when I watched that coffin going down, it was like everything, all the secrets all the are secrets in that going coffin. With it. Yeah, that's where everything is. Everything, every document, everything that was ever written uh, that would incriminate anybody is in that coffin. Not the queen. <laughs> she's she's being burnt somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, you can go and open it and have a look. It's, it's still there, you know. I mean, I'm not. I mean, are you are you advocating body snatching? No, absolutely not. It's not going to happen. So anyway, wizard lady's been in the news. The lady uh, yes. we, don't, we don't talk about. She's she opened a sex quite... abuse service and called it. Is it Byra's place? Byra's beerers? I don't know why you say that. It looks like It's Gaelic, isn't it? It's a Gaelic. Scottish name. goddess of winter is what it's what it stands for. So this is a, this is a yeah like a sex abuse service place in um, Edinburgh, but it it's excluding trans women. It includes trans men because they deem them or the GC yeah. deem them as women. Um, so they're included, but trans women are excluded. Now, that's fine, fine, whatever. But, you know, what I'd like to know is that, you know, under the Equality Act, transgender people are protected from dis- discrimination, but services can exclude trans people from single-sex spaces if the exclusion is a proportionate means of achieving a legitimate aim. So I'd like to know what is their legitimate aim and how have they shown it to be proportionate and you can't just go you can't just declare these things you know on your own you have to get a judge to agree with what you've 
put forward as your legitimate mm. um, aim. Well, you like, know, how is it proportionate and how is it the least discriminatory, discriminatory way of doing it? I mean, if they haven't done that, this thing they're setting up is probably le- illegal. You know, it's going to get challenged. Well, the, the, I mean, this links to another story about the legal case to define woman because it what, does. JK, what JK Rowling wants to do and what they want to say for women in Scotland want to say we want a cis women girl only. But now, the only way to do that, the only way to... It has to be legal. That, it has to be legal. But but even if in, even if they could do it, in equality law, just park that for a minute. This is yeah, just me right. yeah. having a little thought experiment. But you'd have to put, we exclude trans people. You would have to be women. known before you got there, wouldn't it? Yeah, we, we yeah because it, that would have to be on their literature and on the anything they put out because if you were a trans woman and you were sexually assaulted or anything and then you went there, you'd be but doubly traumatized. That situation where you've been you've been assaulted and then you, yeah. you're turning up at this place and you turned away. You imagine how then, that would so, be. So, so then their argument would be: well, there are already services for that accept trans. Well, the both. other services accept all people who need them. They're not, exactly. you know, they're not excluding anybody. Yeah. So, so, so then they would say, um, "Well, what is it? Why, why do trans women want to be around? You know, because there's this it's idea not about wanting to be around anybody. It's about what no, needing no, the service nobody, that they're providing. Nobody wants to go into a. Nobody wants to go and... to a sex abuse center, do they? Goodness sake! Right. And I, I'll tell you now. I mean, concentrating on this when there's so little fun. I mean, I'm not sure about Scotland, but in this country, I mean, there is what like if. I can tell you now, in Manchester, if you wanted to access rape crisis, there's only one place. In, in a kind of crisis emergency, mm. you know, you, 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 your options are go to the police, A&E, or the crisis. Now, it's going to be impossible, because if you, if you wanted a system where you would only ever be treated by cis women, it's not going to happen, because you have to make a contact with somebody to be referred. So yeah. you you it might be the police, it could be ambulance staff, you could turn up at A and E, you could get a, a family member to help you, but there's no guarantee along that chain of events that only cis women are going to attend to you because there's for one simple reason there's just not enough money to pay enough people to pay you know what I mean to ensure yeah. that now now people want to do the best safeguarding they can, but they're prevented from doing that because the system is financially. Now, somebody like J.K. Rowling can come along with the billions of pounds and say, look, I'm going to do this. Great. But you're not helping anyone. You, you know, you're not actually remedying the the, no. the systemic problem. You're creating a new system that excludes a tiny, minuscule mm. percentage of society to make a political point. Political That's point. what four women in Scotland are. They're a political yeah. organization. They're not... Uh, a women's rights organization they exist because they're they want they're against nicola it's, a, it's all about nicola sturgeon because they see her as this progressive whatever she is and she wants independence and all that they're against that and um so the the self-id thing which they always bring up is just a, a red herring and as well because we all self-id in in a sort of in a, in a social sense but it doesn't it wouldn't make any difference in in a, in a in an extreme case like where you're seeking rape crisis services, I mean, I'd hate to be in Scotland and accidentally. 
Well, I don't think it's, I don't, you know, I just think it's a red hat. Yeah. I don't think it's even going to happen. I don't think it's going to get off the ground. I think it's just political wrangling. Well, it might. What, I mean, I don't know if it's already open or not. I don't know. But the, the thing that gets me is that, you know, this this woman, the wizard lady, she's she's got millions and millions of pounds. Why doesn't she, you know, if, if, she's, if she's so concerned about these kind of places, why doesn't she open them across the whole UK or fund the ones that already exist? You know, if she, well, if she you know, maybe she I does, mean, maybe she does put money into some of the others. I don't know. But I mean, do, I mean but the focus, if you're that rich, the focus and you want and you're that passionate about this, your your focus would be let's let's help all the shelters, you know, in the UK and, yeah. and you know, make sure that well, they're helping all the people that they need to help. You wouldn't be focusing on one in Edinburgh to exclude mm-hmm. a minority group like us. Exactly. And um another thing is like the, the if it fails which probably won't probably get off will. the ground, but they'll say it's because we had loads of hate from trans rights activists, and they'll blame it on that. They'll blame it on something like that, and 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 the, the way that they're going to posit it, it's like I, you know, we we I, I was I was reading about it. I got I got talking to a journalist who said she supports J.K. Rowling. She can't find anything about her that's transphobic. Blah blah blah. And this conversation, and this is where we ended up in this Twitter space. Yeah. Where the debate was, is virus placed transphobic or is it a triumph? Like it's not, it can't yeah. be a triumph because so, it's not even started yet. So this so person it, was somebody who calls themselves EJ Rosetta. 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 Yeah, EJ Rosetta. Now, you know, she, I, I saw a Twitter thing and I commented on it and I was had a bit of a ding dong with her on Twitter. Well, not really. We just had a couple of comments. So you went in the space as a as a speaker. And she asked me to speak in this space because she was putting it together. And I thought, oh, go on then. Because I asked her if she wanted to come on this podcast initially because, I'm, you know, I'm interested in talking to gender critical yeah. people and trying to get yeah. into the mindset of, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, try to work it out. Anyway, so it just became a bin fire, this um, Twitter space, because all of Rose EJ's followers have come aboard, on board because she supports J.K. Rowling, right? So... The question about is J.K. Rowling transphobic? Well, it doesn't really matter if J.K. Rowling is transphobic when everybody that has I stand with J.K. Rowling in their profile is. It's not. I mean, you could say guilt by association, but yeah, it's not just that, is it? So everybody, there was there was a lot of really negative stuff going on in this space, and that there was I think there was a couple of other trans people in the space. I quite I couldn't see it all because I was talking in it, but I think there was one as lady called Lily. And Joss Pryor was in it, and yeah. they said to me privately, "This is this is bullshit. This, th- th- these people, there was like going on about men in dresses and just the usual yeah, lazy, the things. usual things, nastiness, just petty." Really, I made my points really clearly. You know, mm. I, 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 I talk, like back the stuff I've just been saying about, you know, you can't, you'd have to put a sign on the door to say sod off trans people <laughs> you, know, I mean, you know the the other one point we should probably make is that you know if somebody's opening up uh you know a sex abuse service you know mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a good thing is helping some women but the problem with it is that it's excluding a minority so you know on one hand it's good that something has been opened because it could probably use the extra capacity mm-hmm. but you know you've got to deal with this discrimination that they're trying to do at the same time which is the negative thing about it i mean if they were to well, be, be inclusive and follow the rules of the land you know it would be a good thing yeah well it's 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 but the problem is like the the whole thing was biased and weighted in well yeah it was biased from the start the, because, even the question because, that she was asking triumph or transphobic i mean it's all set up she's 
she's preaching to like 90% of people on that call were of her opinion. Yeah. So, so, so really know, what, what, what has actually happened like a setup. What has actually happened there? She's created a space in which you can incite hate. Yeah. And she needs to take responsibility for that. I'm fine with what, I mean, you know, free speech, whatever, but if you've got to take some responsibility, because the people that messaged me after were actually really upset. You know, uh, I'm just trying to find something. Um, you know, Lily. Yeah. And she, she messaged me and she was just really... I can tell by the way she was speaking in the space that she was upset about it. And people would just come in and say, you're a man and, and things like that. And there was a woman, an American woman, who was like a sort of Trumpian, like ultra-conservative yeah. right-winger kind of yeah. person. And Well, I wouldn't, you know, I, you know, I would advise people not to go in these spaces unless you are really kind of in a good place and confident about what you're going to say because they are absolutely awful spaces to go into and listen to. It's It's not good. Mm not good at all well anyway so since then i kind of thought i'm not i'm not gonna no do that again because it's i like i like a you know battling and having a to and fro and yeah. like seeing if my arguments work you know like it, i can i can see the value in that I can see and test the argument see but but none of the people in that space add because if if you want to prove that jk rowling is transphobic listen to that space mm. I mean, the thing went that on for about five hours. Provided five the, hours long. Well, she's provided the evidence, if you need it, that the people who all have J.K. Rowling or go on about J.K. Rowling on Twitter, they only have one common denominator, and it's not women's rights, is it? So that was that. Well, I mean, it was recorded by um, EJ herself, so the thing is recorded on Twitter, if anybody happens to stumble yeah, well, across I just, it i think what we should do is maybe take some snippets out of it and just kind of deconstruct yeah. some of the stuff that goes yeah, we'll on in that. that well it means that there was a positive thing that did come out of it is i made friends with lily who runs spirit level yeah. in liverpool which is a trans uh, support group yeah and they just meet in liverpool so and, shout out to lily if you're listening and that's good you know and and the other person oh there was one person in the chat that called ej out and said oh you've been seen with kelly j keen and she just kind of went well so what <laughs> you know she's not even going to reply to that because she knows yeah. she knows we know who she is and it's not like we don't i'm not getting any sort of vendetta vendetta against her i just think it's you know we know that if julie oh julie bindle was listening yeah and she wouldn't come well she wouldn't come in the space she, she was, wouldn't uh, come in and speak though because, she would only send messages in the background but I, I know why she wouldn't come in that space because she's seen my interview with Lisa Townsend on GB News and she's like, I don't, I don't want to go up with Frida. She's going to ruin me. <laughs> she's going to dis dismantle my argument. Though. The power so of there the you go. So if you're listening to this, Julie, Bindle, yeah, chicken. <clears throat> yeah, making a point. Right, next. <laughs> next. Okay, so this is, this is quite a... It's not a bit of a non-story, really, but it's Cambridge Dictionary has updated the definitions of man and woman to include trans people. Well, so, um, anyway. an adult who lives and identifies as male or female, um, though they may have been said to have a different sex of birth, you know. So, well, the definition so, so now what, includes trans men and trans women. As so, what did it say before? Did it just say transgender person who should change sex or something? No, like it was that, just or? like adult human. Male or female, you know, but now it says right. Yeah, right. I get you. I get it now. And so I'm like, oh, lives yes. and identifies as female, though they may have 
been said to have a different sex at birth he's still included in the definition of women fantastic we're in the dictionary now yeah so by the <laughs> cambridge struggle is over the others get the cambridge one I think a few. I think a few other dictionaries have been doing this recently as well. Interestingly, though, I mean, Mum's got a really old dictionary. I don't know what a, dic- a dictionary. I mean, it, it it kind of reflects the use of the language at the time, doesn't it? Yeah, custard tart. <laughs> I'm hungry. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to say yeah, my mum. No, but re- dictionary is reflecting how your language is used on, in a daily kind of sense. So I mean, it's it's good that they, they've done that because it you know that is how it's used. So the yeah. My mum's dictionary, which she uses when she's doing a crossword, it's really old. Yeah, look in there. Look under woman, see what it sounds like. And I did. By the way, I noticed there's a new book on your shelf. I've not finished this story yet. You keep interrupting. (laughs) Do you mean this? Yes, I do mean this. Is this my Christmas present? Ah, that's very nice. Yeah, I see. Thank thank you. That'll be a nice holiday read. Yeah, (laughs) bedtime reading. So yeah, yeah. So I did look finish your story. Sorry, (laughs) you know, forget it. (laughs) I did look in my mum's old old dictionary from nineteen bloody fifty whatever, and it says "woman wife." (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Well, there you go. That's old. Need to get rid of that. Throw it on the bonfire. Yeah, but that is part of the. If you if you say to your Alexa, Alexa, what? Oh God, I better not say it because it'll. Don't set say her it too off. loud, or she'll set her off. Yeah, if you said what is a woman to Alexa, listen to what it says because it does say at the end wife, which is funny <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> okay, so the next so. the next story is also based in Scotland. This was around, it's kind of related to the one with the wizard lady, kind of, but not really. This is um, for women in Scotland have lost a legal case over the definition of woman. So a judge has ruled that transgender women with a gender recognition certificate can legally be defined as women when it comes to legislation that aims to ensure gender balance on public boards. Um, So the, the, I think the, I think the, the judge, I think, I think she's a judge, Lady Haldane. Um, she had issued, like, you know, her paper on this, whatever you call that thing. The con- and in the conclusion, she's saying, I conclude that in this context, which is the meaning of sex for the purposes of the 2010 Act, sex is not limited to biological or birth sex, but includes those in possession of a GRC obtained in accordance with the 20- 2004 Act, that's the Gender Recognition Act, uh, stating their acquired gender and thus their sex. So it's kind of, you know, a legal case that they'd lost and it just kind of re, yeah. you know, reconfirms that, um, you know, the legal... Well, when I, when I first read includes, this, I was... Trans people. Yeah, I was thinking, yes, this is a positive story. Well, uh, but it shouldn't be a story. This is how it should be. This, this is, is the like, law. The law is, is yeah, it's, it's just it's like not, it's, just this it's, judge it's, kind of agreeing, agreeing with the law. Like I said, we're so used to these things not going the right way. Like, like I wouldn't be surprised if some judge somewhere said that you know, repeal this, get this, get rid of the gender recognition thing, and that would be a motion. But you know, this is you know. We trust that there are the people in power are doing the right thing, and this was the right thing. But it's, yeah. it's so easy; it could have gone the other way. But I think I th- I'm not sure whether this is only 
in relation to gender balance on public boards. I'm not sure, but that's what the case is about. Whether it has a wider implication, I don't know. Well, it, it, what's interesting is on this story, the like the other linked story, like the kind of if you like this, you might like that. It's uh, it's about Edinburgh University under fire for for the you know the film Adult Human Female. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, there was a bit of a protest outside, uh, obviously, because it's obviously a transphobic mm -hmm. trope film. I'm going to review it, but yeah, I've not watched this, it. Yeah, this. Um, well, I want to, but there you go. But they reckon they're trying to shut down the little. I mean, the film's on YouTube for God's sake. Nobody's shutting down your ability to watch this film. What yeah, yeah, it's down? Not, yeah. All that's happened is the university, the universities don't want to be associated with our souls. That's what mm -hmm. it is. Get real, right? <laughs> and then so, there's a there's a another a legal opinion has come out from a human rights expert, Victor. Now, please forgive me for my pronunciation pronunciation here. It's uh, Madrigal Borlas, I think Victor Madrigal Borlas. I think that's how you say it. Sorry if it's not Madri quite right. Madrigal Borlas. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so. Anyway. It's a legal opinion of his um, and the UN's long-standing position that legal recognition of gender identity is a human right and self-ID is the appropriate standard for it. So this is all to do with the, you know, the Scottish reform of the GRA. And, you know, this UN guy has come out in support of of that with a, with a report. And it's mm. quite a long report. I'm just going to read out some of the kind of paragraphs that we're kind I admit, of, I've not read it. I've not read this. No, it's long. Yet. You can. It, I've, I've linked it in the chat in the in the notes. So the first one. Finally, some of these arguments appear to require that to be able to enjoy their human rights, gender diverse persons must produce absolute evidence that no predatory man will ever attempt to abuse the system of legal recognition mm. of their gender identity. This would not only be an unreasonable burden; it would be a measure of discriminatory, anti-democratic, and authoritarian nature. Mm -hmm. Similarly, the uh, the human rights for trans women are not dependent on the hypothetical risk that predatory men could disguise themselves as such and, and perpetrate, perpetrate crime. I am therefore of the opinion that political consideration of legal recognition of gender identity does not require absolute proof that no person will ever attempt to abuse that system. And finally, in democratic societies, the possibility of abuse of rights must be foreseen and addressed through appropriate evidence-based preventative prosecution and accountability mechanisms, which, as I have expressed above, do not include arbitrary obstacles to legal recognition of gender identity. So yeah, well, pretty strong-worded I mean, report, yeah, and he's, you know, a, I've read the thing, it's, it's, it's good. Well, that's a very eloquent thing, and that's what yeah. we've been saying less eloquently for a long time. Of yeah. like, we're not we're not legal people, so we don't write these kind of official documents. So mm. we just rant about idiots trying to say we can't use single sex spaces, and it's kind of when it's laid out like that, it's like yeah, yeah, it's, it's makes absolute sense. Makes sense. I, I although it's a long read, I I would definitely you know recommend go and have a read of it, try and understand it. It's very legally worded but it's good yeah. well that's good i mean I, I will read the whole thing you know, and i've got my transgender law book now so yeah you've got your law book so you can look up all the, no. kind of, like, the tricky bits yeah but it's yeah, based on it's based on un position and european union it brings all that into it. it's not just about uk law you know it's much wider than that it talks mm. about but, laws but, under the 
European, you know, Article Two, Article Eight, and all that stuff. So it's pretty. The, fr- the frustrating thing is, though, even though that is very clear, it's very you know obvious, and it sounds, you know, no newspaper in the UK is going to give a toss about that. They'll wait till they can dig up one instance of some abhorrent ha- act that one trans person has done, and then they'll make that a, a full-page story and get someone like Baroness Nicholson to caveat it with their opinion. And that's what you'll hear about. You won't hear about this. You'll hear about it from us. You'll hear about mm. it from other trans activists and, and people like trans rights. And Yeah, you probably well, never hear anything from the government on this. Just no, you it. won't, because it's, it's not... It's, well, it's a boring story, isn't it? You know, there's no yeah. salacious sexual dimension. There's no like, fear this, dynamic. This guy from the UN? What does he know? He's no expert. Exactly. Well, actually, he is an expert. Yeah, I mean, if I copied and pasted this into an argument I was having with somebody that said I shouldn't be allowed to piss in peace... They wouldn't read this, would they? They go get away from me. They're like, stop, stop it with your facts. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah. yeah, he wants facts. Yeah, he wants facts yeah. and experts. They're overrated, aren't they? Obviously. Yeah, and then they'll then they'll say they'll send me an article from something like what you know what these fake newspapers like the Baltimore Evening Standard, and <laughs> <laughs> and, and try and sell yeah. it to you as fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's adverts. So here's the real facts, it. but no, here's a better yeah. fact from this shitty newspaper I found. You know, it's like yeah, yeah and adverts, adverts in it for Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, there were no adverts for Bitcoin in this report from the UN, by the way. No, just check. Well, that's that's a good barometer, actually. If you do, you yeah, there's news... an advert for Bitcoin, and you know it's rubbish. If you see a lot of shitty adverts at the bottom of a news story where it's like Bitcoin, cash for gold, um, what else? Oh. There was one I saw recently, like you know, these really weird wish kind of, you know, heat heated onesies. <laughs> if you see adverts, I mean, I'm not I'm actually. I wouldn't, actually. you know, I'm not opposed to a heated yeah, onesie, yeah. you know. More heated onesies, please. But what I mean is, these crap. Anyway, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but <laughs> exactly the point I'm trying to make is that people don't read factual, legal. You know, detailed but well thought out things. They want to read the bit of entertainment that gets the pleasure receptors pinging, mm. and that's fear narratives. And it's like there's somebody out there that's going to chase me and get me. It's like it's like fear. It's like a whole endorphin rush all the time on Twitter, isn't it? It is. It's like you know, when really most of you know, it's like a lot of the stuff that people think is going on. Like it's like it, it isn't. It make me horrible things do happen in the world. Nobody's saying they don't. They don't. But but the the direction they're coming from is never what they think, is it? You know, it's always it's always something really mundane. Um. Anyway, so that's a good. Anyway. That, that there was a good. Uh, yeah. Um, there. Yeah, and that. then the the, the final story. On our list today is the um, the one about the LGB Alliance having an mm. office at fifty five Tufton Street. Now this this has been posted on Twitter by a couple of people: Guy Lambert and Lee Hurley. One, you know, Guy is a he describes himself as a creator, storyteller, communicator, and I've put the link in the chat. Sorry, in the in the notes. And Lee Hurley is a journalist, and one of them one of them posts a letter. Um, and it has the LGB Alliance address on it as 55 Tufton Street. And the other one is a, I think it's a a statement from their managing director, LGB Alliance managing director, Katie Barker, basically just confirming that, yes, we have an office in 55 Tufton Street and we use this office because it's 
convenient, which is a load of bullshit. I mean, why on earth? Well, well, I, any I hate charity to say, that's supposed to be so. an LGBT charity base itself in something like Tufton Street, which is you know conservative right wing headquarters for the UK. You know, why would they do that? Why why not use a different office? Right. Well, I, I've been talking about Tufton Street for a bit. We spoke about I, it on the podcast a few times, but and the reason I noticed this creeping in because like i watch talk tv and i watch gb news i don't know why i just do and uh and i watch a lot of these kind of you know right more sort of right wing kind of things because i'm keeping my eye on certain stories and i noticed the guests they were having were, were all we're all kind of coming from one or two three organizations that were based at tufton street and they were the institute of economic affairs yeah uh, the new culture forum i think christian concern was one of them and the thing that connected them all is that they were all very interested in trans people for some reason. Now, why would an why would an organisation called the Institute of Economic Affairs care about what trans people are doing? Well, the reason because it's because they're they're like these ultra conservative right wing, very well funded um, think tanks. And so when I so when I saw this story, it was like, oh yeah, I know this was just a matter. But I, but to link the LGB alliance directly to it, I mean, they've, I mean, that just kind yeah, of shocking. Say, and um, but the thing is, what a, the the thing is, like, what's frustrating is because like Lee, is it Lee Hurley? He's yeah. made this long post on Substack about like because he was trying to get I think he was trying to get James O'Brien to talk about this issue, and James O'Brien's a bit on the fence. James O'Brien's a, if you don't know he's a presenter on LBC, and um, but he wouldn't but but he's like appealing to him to try and get him to cover this story, but <clears throat> it feels like nobody's in the media is listening because. It just sounds really, it sounds like a massive conspiracy, and it is, in a way. Well, it makes you wonder, you know, who in LGB Alliance has these connections to Tufton Street? Is it is it Bob Jackson? Is it this? Yeah, well, managing director lady, we, Katie Barker. You know, who is it in there that has these connections? Are they, do they all have connections to Tufton Street? Well, if you look at where they, like, appear, it makes it very makes it very political, conservative, and right wing because it's based in that building. Yeah, of course it does. Well, it proves that they're not really a charity. Yeah, so it's not really a charity, is it? If it was a charity, probably no other charities operating from that place. They're a lobby group that found, you know, there's there's mileage to. I mean, be that had. would be a better term for them, a lobby group, because that's what they do. They're not really doing anything charitable, are they? What do they do charity wise? Do they, you know, I don't, I don't understand what they're doing charity as a charity. Mm. When Nothing. anybody asks, they don't. Nobody comes oh, up with they, anything. There's no answer. And they seem to spend a lot of time, sue it like hassling other charities like Mermaid. Yeah. So, so all the money they get is spent on legal cases harassing trans people, basically. And Alison Bailey. I mean, the, the Alison Bailey Stonewall thing. I mean, I don't know if the money came out the same channels for that, but I can imagine it if the, if it's connected to Tufton Street. I can see how these, you know, it, I mean, we don't it know. seems we like don't obvious. Know the connections. We, we speculate. It seems obvious, doesn't it? We, well, we speculate, but it's not, we're not speculating based on nothing, are we? And no, I mean, we're speculating it. about the, some of the things we just said there, but, you know, the fact is that they've the managing director of LGB Alliance has confirmed that they do operate from that building. So, I mean, you, you know, 
but <laughs> working but out for yourselves, is, you know. It's like it's like shouting into the void, really trying to get journal because I've tried to get journalists to look at things, and I've when I've been on like the, there's a um, talk TV. He's not there anymore, Daryl Morris. I spoke to him and said, can we cover this story? Because I think it's really important. Can we talk about how the LGB alliance? And and, he, and, he's, and it's like he can't, they can't get a handle on the depth of it. Do you know what I mean? Because to us, it seems like it, it's an obvious thing that, that they're they're not doing good in the world. If when you Because we look at their Twitter feeds and we see it's full of, you know, little parasites who just use their hashtags to hurt people and, and cause you know trolls that's trolls basically aren't they most of their followers mm. and yeah and they, I mean, i'm not sure what's going on with the case um that was brought by mermaids i'm not sure where that's gone no, it's probably, heard it's about probably, it for... probably pending well, there's been a lot i mean it took a massive nosedive didn't it well, well it's probably it's stuck not... in the system pending or pending a, a hearing or something you know these things drag on i mm. um, can't really say anything about it can we because there's nothing to know yet. We need. I thought there'd be. No. A, a, I, I think what's going to happen because I, I spoke to somebody that works for a charity, and, I, and she told me about what the charity commission actually do. She said what they'll probably do is both charities will keep the status, hmm. and and it's not it's not um, a case of them versus the other. It's the charity commission looking into. Or the charity commission being told to look into a certain charity, so they'll probably say, "Look, you've got twelve months to turn this round. You've got twelve months to prove you're worthy of charity status." And it, and usually, the only time in the past that a charity has lost the charitable status is to do with financial fraud. That's kind of like what. It, so there's none of that. They they don't. Have, yeah. The charity doesn't necessarily have to do a lot. Because that's not what they're being judged on. If they do one thing a month, if they do one, it doesn't really matter. Because a charity is just as long as, as long as you're following the, I guess the reason this, why you are this, a charity. And you, yeah, but this story, no financial dodginess going on. Linking them to Tufton Street, I wonder if it's too late now to interest. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably there's there's no there's no illegality in being linked to Tufton Street. It's just the optics of it are pretty shocking, aren't they? Based well, on that's what, what I'm saying. Well, I think I think my theory, well, not theory. My my assumption is that it's the new culture forum that are behind the link with LGB, like because they're based at Tufton Street. And if it, if you look at the YouTube, channel, oh, it was the home of it was the home of Brexit too, wasn't it? It's was the home of all kinds of strange yeah. ideas. Yeah, but Michael Gove is part of that new culture forum. Mm. So yeah, make of that what you will. You know, so, we were yeah, talking about I mean, Samaritans before. They're they're being looked at by the Charity Commission. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'd be very shocked if anything happened to them because they've been around for years and years. They've done absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Charity Commission is saying that they're assessing the information to determine if there's a role for the commission in that matter. So, you know, probably well, not even going to do anything with it. Well, yeah, it's it's like the whole thing. That whenever it, it, sometimes I feel like if even if there was a horrific, I mean, it's it's awful to think about. You know, there'd be an attack on a trans person, and if somebody wrote, "I love J.K. Rowling" on that crime scene, no, even that wouldn't. The papers would still say, "Oh, we're worried about J.K. Rowling now," <laughs> you know, because they, they just have the blinkers on about everything. So how extreme, what, how big a smoking gun do we have to show people to say this is 
what's going on. What this is the facts of what's going on, and this is what is motivating it. Yeah. It's not they don't care about gay, lesbian, bisexual people. Four women in Scotland don't care about women's rights. Some of them might, you know. We all have but the the purpose of their existence is not that. It's a political will. They want to they want to influence votes they're a lobby group they're not a charity exactly they're all lobby groups mm. that's what they are yeah now if if jk rowling wants to throw money at something great no it's not for me to decide what she spends her bloody money on but i found a daily mail article from about 10 years ago recently and it was like you know usually do you know where they usually pick on a celebrity and go oh, this is what jk it was like look how much money she's got she spends it on handbags and all this it was like a, a takedown it's like well they used to do that to her, but when she started making noises they like, they stopped criticizing her because uh, yeah. they knew she was she had value to them for some other reason. So, I think that's probably why J.K. Rowling does go in for this in a way because she's protected by those right. It's interesting people. how you never actually hear from her directly, other than tweets. No, she never gives interviews. She like, never gives interviews. Like... You never see her on TV. You never see her doing anything publicly other than tweeting, and then other people kind of you know sending out the message for her yeah it's very well, very telling that well she was on well she was talked about on woman's hour this week but why week. doesn't she appear on woman's hour then? but she sent susan <laughs> moore like a sort of like as almost a sort of pr person to go and speak on her behalf about this charity well, i'm not sure if susan moore is the pr person but yeah i know what you mean yeah no i'm not i'm just saying that's what it that's the so it comes of across as, yeah so, so why can't J.K. Rowling go on to Woman's Hour? What is, is she yeah. too good for that? Why can't she go, go on, the, on show. the BBC? I'm not. I don't even think she'd get a rough ride on on the BBC. I think they kind of just talk about the good charity work she does, and now all these horrible trans rights activists uh, trying to upset her and make her cry. And the white woman, you know, there's a there's a there's a, I can't remember where I read it now, but there's this. Uh, um, Oh God! What is it? You know this idea concept of white woman's tears. Mm. When um when when there was racist attacks in America, and they the, the women would say, "Oh, black men are trying to get me," and and it'd be like this old damsel in distress thing. And then black men would go and get beaten up, and even worse, you know, like don't want to go, you know, thinking about the horrors of that right now. But what I'm saying is the kind of cis women's tears thing going on where. You'll start, you know, they'll say, oh, the trans rights activists are all coming at me. It's all death threats. It's all this. It's not, it's not, there's, there's no, I've never seen a, any evidence of a real death threat aimed at JK Rowling, maybe Twitter, but, you know, I get that kind of crap and I've only got a thousand and odd followers. So she's got how many million? Millions. So I don't know. I mean, nobody should ever get death threats. I've never, no, absolutely not. never going to excuse that kind of behavior no. right and nobody should be feeling intimidated by anyone but when she keeps talking about this and making anybody that stands up to her to be threatening to her you know whole cult of whatever she's basing on but yeah that's how it feels that's what it, that you know but um it's i i think it's it'll just continue like this until there's a because it, it, you can't. I don't, I don't see how it can end. How's you know what? Wh what's the mechanism for all this to end? Where are we going with it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, I I don't know if there is an. I don't think. It's ever I think. I think end. you know. Once this, once the the GRA reforms have been done in Scotland, which is the votes and the final vote, stage three mm -hmm. vote is next week, on the twenty first. I think. Right. 
So I think once that's done, and, what, and it's probably going to get approved, or I almost 100% guarantee it's going to get approved, you know, that law will then change in Scotland. I mean, that mm. could be, you know, quite a watershed moment because then you'll see that, okay, nothing, nothing's going wrong after this change has been made. It's going to put a lot of pressure on England to make the change and Wales um, and Northern Ireland too. But you know, I guess once once this argument over GRA reform is out of the way and nothing went wrong and everybody's still, you know, well, there's always going to be okay people. using these facilities. So then, then most of the their argument kind of falls away. Well, but yeah, there's always going to be people that don't understand trans people, and there's always going to be people who are bigoted, and there's always that's always going to because people are just generally, you know, they're fright, frightened of what they don't understand, blah blah blah. But it's it's that's fine. I I don't need everybody in the world to accept that and and I can't ever expect that but what I don't want to see is the the British press especially and certain journalists making a living out of it and and pushing the fear narrative and the amplifying because it's a kind of grooming this kind of, you know this like the turfs talk about being peaked mm. Uh, I call it that is a kind of psychological grooming, like to say, look, look at this, look at this. So this is connected to this. So when that happens and there's single sex spaces and yeah, they're trying to get into sports as well. And and then next, it, it, you know, it's about prisons. It's like a sort of drip, drip, drip. And, and if you're a weak, say if you're a traumatized person, say you've had trauma in your life and you might be. You know, you, for whatever reason, you need a scapegoat. You need something to say that's the that's the reason I feel this way. And it's an easy option and lazy thinking to say, yeah, it's trans women, <laughs> and because it's a layer of misogyny there as well. Because rather than because we know men are abusive, we know people are abusive, we know women are abusive, and but but when you can focus it on something that is, you know, the the, the trans thing that it's like when people used to look at you know, gay men and, and think that they were trying to entice young boys and that and, and that would be a social and then you know the negative association with being gay that way. Yeah, I'm sure that happened. There would have been cases of gay men luring in young boys, but they would we what would they would do is they would say, Well that's it, that's the whole that's why you should hate gay people. And it's like, well, no, that's stupid because once you go down that road you know, there's no coming back, is there? really logically. You, you've you've created a, you've created a connection in your mind that links every time you see a gay person to wrongdoing, and that's what they do with trans because they want you to link the like it'll say a sexually predatory trans woman on in the Daily Mail. They don't care about the rest of the story. It's just that headline that they yeah. want to hammer, and it's that's what uh, you know. J.K. Rowling is just legitimizing and validating the opinions of people that are very i think they traumatize a, some a lot of the women that have of that conversation i've pulled away from those conversations because thought this isn't happening helping anyone arguing with somebody that is you know because I, I mean that, but it's, it's interesting got... to understand like you know we, we've spoken about this you and i around you know taking some of these topics that the gender crits kind of always repeat and keep going on about, you know, day in, day out. And we were, we were going to kind of, okay, okay, on this topic, this is what the gen gender crits say. And we, we were going to try and, you know, dissect that argument into, you know, something based on this is what the law says and this is this is why it's not quite right. Um, yeah. I think that would be useful. And some of those recordings you've done gives us the material to kind of use for that, 
discussion mm -hmm. around the, the talking points of all these like right. points, you know. Well, going back, we those, should do that. Those, those Twitter spaces that I've been in, and it, it, what it is, it's a forum for people to to kind of express a kind of prejudice openly. Yeah, and to have it reinforced. And have it reinforced, make themselves feel, and they, they formed a little community. Yeah, they it's found like, other people who have the same opinion, so they just reinforce yeah, each other. Like, so, so, so it's like I'm dangerous that because that's kind of cult-like thinking. But it is. You know, they think. I mean, they, 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 they the, the, the irony thing. is, they think they think trans ideology is the problem. There's no yeah. ideology. That, that's the ideology. If there's a gender ideology. It's coming from that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trans, trans people, we've said this before, they're just trying to live their life and, you know, best they can. And that's that's it. Um, I've just got to say to, um, so hello to Sarah in the chat. Yeah, and Sarah's Lindsay. Durham Red. Nothing Lindsay. went wrong in the Republic of Ireland. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I've made some sort of, I've got real. I've got to admit something right today. I've got a really bad toothache because I've tripped my tooth when I was taking. I'm not, I'm not going into details. It's pretty no. gross. So I've probably not been as eloquent <laughs> as I normally am. I'm, am I ever eloquent? I don't know. <laughs> but I've got, you know, I've still got. Yeah, I've got mine. To. Right. So where, like where are these Sainsbury's this week? These are Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's, yes. Sainsbury's. Right, let's try it. So I've got the Portuguese one. Last week was last week was Asda's. Pastel, so the Pastel de Nata. No, yours is too posh for me. Hello, Rebecca. Are you are you not just joining us now and you think the whole thing has been about uh, reviewing the uh, the quality just of the charts from around the world? Well, this is Sainsbury's so because yeah, the pastry's a bit softer in that one. I prefer the I, just, I like these because they've got the like the flaky pastry. Whereas mm, the I'm not sure. The other ones have got like the I'm not sure what you call it, but the normal custard tarts have got that. What kind, of, what kind of pastry is that? I have no idea. It's like crumbly <laughs> pastry normal, rather than crispy, normal. flaky pastry. Uh, I'm not mm. Mary Berry, am I? So. Well, you're not. I thought you were. <laughs> I mean, if there's a face of pure evil... All this time, I thought you were Mary Berry and you're not. You've been, it's you going to look like Mary Berry. You've let me down. Mm -hmm. I'm Mary Queen of Scots. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So you're still so, moving yeah, to Scotland then? Is, is that still on your agenda? Well, no, because I've got to look after my mum. Yeah. And I do like Scotland to visit. But... I bet your mum will. I gave my mum that other custard tart, you know, the one you Did gave you like me. It? Did she like it? Yeah. Have I converted her? She didn't. She wouldn't be. She wouldn't be convinced it was a custard tart, though. She thought there was. Well, it is a custard tart. Mum? It's got a custard on it. Foreign muck. <laughs> Foreign muck. Unbelievable. No, she didn't say that. But, um, yeah, so uh, what else was it I wanted to talk about? Because, well, yeah, I wanted to talk about, you know, the, I was saying about the Twitter spaces, don't go in them. Because, well, no, don't go in, go in them. I go I've in them. I've been in a few but... now, and they've all been horrible. But I'm going to start Unless you've got a, a strong today. institution and you've got some, some strong PPE, don't go in. What I'm going to do is start a Twitter space. A nice, like the antidote. Yeah, let the people in the chat here, and then some other people that I can link in and say I'll I'll put it up as um, scheduled, 
And then any, anybody can come in, like a gender critical person can come in and we give them the floor. You know, free speech, everything, but don't start being abusive. Mm-hmm. And we're not there to incite hate, are we? We're there to talk about custard time. I want to talk about the facts. <laughs> Whatever. The law, the real truth behind this stuff. I'm just checking something. I think Argentina won the World Cup. Okay, what about the spoiler you just broke? Yeah, oh, sorry. Well, I'll have to put that in the description yeah. that there's a spoiler. There's a spoiler, yeah. You just spoiled spoil the spoiler. I've won. I'm just looking at how much I've won. Have you won some money? You had some money on that. <laughs> well, let me... last time I looked when we started recording this, it was 2 2. I was going into extra time, and now I guess it's all over. Was it a penalty shootout? Yeah. I'm just looking. Anyway, no, I'm not getting into football. No, don't, no, 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 no. This is not a football show. I'm not David Bedeal, am I? I'm Mary Berry, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> shall we call that a wrap? Because I'm sorry, yeah, it's a wrap. Right. It's, that's the Christmas wrapping done. So yeah, happy Christmas. Happy and Christmas. Gonna, happy New Year. We're gonna have a little break. I'm gonna put these back on now, actually, because we're gonna have a little fixed. break, aren't we? We're not gonna do one on Christmas Day because we're gonna be busy with family and doing family stuff. So I'm not sure. Happy New Queer. I'm not sure when our next uh, one is scheduled for, but it will be probably two weeks today. Is oh, that right? My rainbows. I just noticed my rainbow's gone off. Yeah, you probably flattened the battery. The rainbow is back. The rainbow is back. So when, when when's our next one then, date-wise? What are we doing the next one? Oh, God. It's so a Sunday It's not going to be on the 25th because it's Christmas Day. And then the following Whatever. Sunday is New Year's Day. Whatever the Sunday is after this New, New Year's Year. Day, New Year's Day. Well, after that, <laughs> so that would be um, the eighth of January. Yeah, I'm so might, now. I think we'll put something out. Well, we we could record something of the week of the twenty sixth that week and put it out on the first as a pre-recorded one, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, right. We'll, that sounds good. But I need to get my teeth sorted out because well, you better I'm not be a dentist. A... Go see a dentist. I'm not going to come round so you can knock my tooth out. I'm not. <laughs> I'm blaming you. <laughs> it's not my. Okay. Blame me. Right. Right. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Have a, have a wonderful Christmas. Have a wonderful Boxing Day. And a happy a New Queer. New Queer. And we'll <laughs> we'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye. Tara. 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 Bye. Tara. <laughs>